0: I'm Samantha Scharf and I'm the CEO of Giphy Studios. I launched the studios two years ago with Giphy as a creative agency and production studio. We make original content for brands, celebrities, TV networks, film companies, sports leagues, and music labels. Giphy is helping brands define their visual language for the messenger generation. I've always been at the forefront of entertainment and culture. I started my career at 21 at Saturday Night Live as a production assistant. I quickly became a producer and was there through the last years of Bill Clinton, 9-11, two terms of Bush, and the Obama-Clinton primaries. The way SNL covered what was happening in the world provided comedic relief for the nation at a time where tensions were high. I was able to contribute to the zeitgeist and help give people a way to talk about pop culture. I've continued to share that voice throughout my career as I've jumped into the front lines of new media, from YouTube to GIFs. I'm always looking for ways to communicate and entertain. I like to be innovative, push boundaries, and walk people into the future. Celebrating the lives, work, and achievements of women around the world, The Drum presents Exceptional Women of the World, hosted by The Drum's America's editor, Doug Zanger.
1: All right. Let's go to three questions. The first one being, I like that you picked this one. I like this is, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. I asked Oprah this once. I'm going to name drop. We are in LA. I did. (laughs) I'll I'll show it to you later. What do you think others believe your superpower is? And what would you say your superpower is? Actually, I didn't ask Oprah that question. It was a different question, (laughs) but I, if I saw Oprah, I'd I'd ask her. I I wonder what she would say. Yeah. Let's make this about her. Okay. Should we? Yeah. <clears throat> what would Oprah say? Nah, I, it's, being let's, present. Being pre- okay. Being present. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. So okay. let's maybe move to you now. Okay. <laughs> so what do you think others believe your superpower is?
0: I think others would say that my superpower is staying calm under pressure. People are always asking me how I stay so calm. It comes up all the time and working on a live show for 11 years really showed me how to stay calm under pressure. Right. So nothing really rattles me anymore.
1: I can imagine just the sheer, like, I mean, it's minute by minute, like it, things come down to the last minute.
0: It's so minute by minute that uh, I produced the TV Funhouse cartoons. So our segment wasn't actually live, but there was a time where we almost caused SNL to have dead air for the first time ever in its history mm-hmm. uh, by not delivering the tape on time. Oh,
1: my God.
0: We used to edit our cartoons between dress and air. Uh, we'd play our cartoon at dress rehearsal, mm-hmm. and we'd see how the audience reacted, and so we'd edit it based on <laughs> if people laughed or not. Uh, right. And also, Lauren Michaels would give us notes sometimes because usually it was the first time he saw it. Mm-hmm. And so we'd go to the studio like 10 blocks away and edit between dress and air. So we had about two and a half hours based on where our cartoon was in the rundown. We, usually it was like twelve fifteen. Many nights, I would be running with the tape in heels, out of breath, I had asthma, I'd always forget oh, my inhaler, no. I'd be like running, oh, <laughs> trying no. to get the tape there, uh, usually getting there with like 15 minutes to spare, which wow. was crazy. But one time, Lauren asked us to open the show with TV Fun Health, so we played our cartoon address. It was like a five minute cartoon. We had to cut it down into a minute and we only had an hour to do so because it was gonna open the show at 11.30. Wow. And we went to the studio and all these things went wrong and it was like 11.08. And oh we were God. still editing. I was. We were looking at the clock, minute by minute. It was freaking out, and so we had to call it, even though we were still tweaking. We laid the tape off, got in the car, like started running. Robert was running down the. Robert Smigel <laughs> was running down the halls <laughs> with the tape. Got it loaded. It was like 11:27 by the time it was loaded, and then they realized there was no audio.
1: <laughs> oh no. So. Like the 1940s. I,
0: yeah, I mean, there is, like, 1930s we, didn't, maybe, yeah, yeah. we didn't have time to check the tape to oh see if God. there was audio or video, because we were already, we, it was already going to take us 15 minutes to <laughs> get to 30 Rock.
1: Oh and so,
0: God. Robert grabbed Daryl Hammond, who can do any impression right. under the sun, and was like, hey, do Pat Robertson, because that's what the cartoon was about. Oh, my about. God. And I remember that, script. yeah. You yeah, do? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, he gave him the script. And we're live in three, two, one. And Daryl started reading from the script, looking at the monitor, at the cartoon, making wow. sure that his words match the lip sync.
1: That's amazing. It was crazy. That is crazy.
0: So after that, nothing stresses me out. So,
1: no, I got you. What would, what would you say your superpower is?
0: Uh, my intuition.
1: Okay. Where does that come from?
0: People often call me a tastemaker, but it's actually just instinct. And I've just okay. had this ability to be able to sense what the next big thing is and have my finger on the pulse. And it really just comes from intuition. And I also use it as my management style. So I can really read a room. Mm -hmm. And when I'm making decisions, it all comes from intuition. And everyone has intuition. But if you're not quiet, if your mind isn't quiet, you actually can't hear it. So I think this ability to be able to stay calm under pressure allows me to hear my intuition. Yeah,
1: that's a that's an excellent point. When are you at your very best? And why is that?
0: When I'm out of my comfort zone and when I'm challenged, okay. um, I find that I grow the most when I'm being challenged and when I don't know how to do something. I love taking risks.
1: Okay. So. What's something you've done recently where it's you've been out of your comfort zone? I, I ate across the street at that restaurant that was rated a B, so <laughs> I was taking a big risk. And how do you feel? I'll let you know in an hour. Okay. Sounds yes. good. So what's something you've done that, that has been wild wow for you?
0: I would say launching giphy studios every okay. every week is out of my comfort zone <laughs> yeah, um, right. for the last two years i mean it's something that's totally new it's never been done before and so i'm having to really make it up as i go along
1: can you clarify something for me yes is it jeff or gif <laughs> you knew it was coming right
0: it is the question i get asked the most Here's the story behind it. It is GIF. We say GIF. We're called Giffy.
1: Well, yeah. It's not Jiffy. That's it's a peanut Jiffy. butter. Right.
0: Correct. But the guy who created the graphic interchange right. format, hard mm-hmm. G. Right. right. GIF. He, the story goes that he was obsessed with Jif peanut butter or Jiffy, whichever is there. Jif and Jiffy peanut butter.
1: It's Jif or Jiffy. Jiffy. It is Jif. It's Jif. Jif. I said Jiffy. He was obsessed with Jif. I'm an idiot. And so so
0: he was obsessed with Jif peanut butter. And
1: that is quite an obsession. (laughs) Okay. So
0: he called it Jif. And so that's why some people call it Jif. I think like the purists will, or the quote unquote purists, I do air quotes with that. will call it Jif. And some people call it Gif, but it's a hard G. So it's
1: Gif most british people and we're scottish founded company they're like hey, no it's Chief. i think it's gif there there've been like arguments and like <laughs> like punches thrown
0: I get it. We, we have people come in here all the time and they'll call it GIF and we'll say GIF and it'll be like this exchange where we're having a meeting talking about the gifts that we're going to be making and they say GIF and after we've just said GIF and we're like, all right, we're not winning here. <laughs> not right.
1: Right. It's like in our industry, people say data still. It's actually, it's data. It's data. All right. Uh, moving on. The greatest gift ever given to you is what and why?
0: Knowing I've helped people. I've really...
1: I love this answer. Please continue. I interrupted. I'm so sorry. That's so awesome.
0: I really have tried to build this environment that feels safe and supportive. I want my team to be able to be bold and brave and to have this environment that supports that. And Mm -hmm. over my career in the entertainment industry, I haven't had the most supportive environments. So Mm -hmm. I've really tried to build something different that has empathy and compassion and where people really feel heard. And... Recently, someone on my team had this cool opportunity to run his own thing, and he told me that he was inspired by my leadership and that he is going to lead his team the same way that I do by making people feel like they're heard and like they're cared about and that they're the most important. And so that really affected me deeply. Uh, it, That's was, cool. it was the best gift, like. To just know that I could affect one person that's then affecting 20 more people. And so to be able to kind of pay it forward and build these businesses that are run a different way.
1: Let's move on to the must list. Let's do a must do.
0: Take time for yourself.
1: A lot of us don't do that, do we?
0: No, and I'm still trying to learn how to master that. (laughs) It's so hard.
1: Yeah, but you can do like little... I'm a big fan of the 5 minute nap.
0: That's a good one.
1: It usually turns into an hour, but I, yeah, mean, I can't this, do the a intention is nap. 5 minutes. But
0: You <laughs> can do a 5 minute nap. Yeah, I mean it's so hard. I think it's the hardest thing that to actually take the time. Right. It's, we can we can find 5 minutes here and there, but to right. actually take the time and say I'm going to do this for myself instead of doing it for someone else or for my kid or looking mm-hmm. on Instagram or like tuning out to actually like take the time and do something That helps you feel grounded and is good for your soul.
1: What's your favorite thing to do when you take time out for yourself?
0: I like to go to sound baths. Do you know what a sound bath is?
1: Please explain. (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, I'm from Portland. That's (laughs) probably something common there, but it's not. So please, what's a sound bath?
0: It's when somebody uh, plays these crystal bowls that have different sounds and you just lay there and it takes you. To another place and it resonates in your body. Yeah, it's a form of meditation. And I have a lot of crystals and I'm learning to play the crystal bowl. So you are from upstate New York,
1: aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) You sure you're not from Woodstock?
0: My parents were super hippies, but actually (laughs) don't like growing up they they weren't. They were like reformed hippies by the time I was born. So Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: It all happened after I moved to LA,
1: honestly. (laughs) What is a must experience?
0: Working on a live show. Everyone should work on a live show
1: now, if they can. <laughs> right. Now let's contextualize this a little bit. Yeah. So you worked on SNL. Yeah. I worked on a morning radio show. Yeah. Several layers below what yeah. you were doing. You know, there are people in like marketing that produce live events mm-hmm. or like all that stuff. So I think the relatability there is is the word live. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, big show. It means totally. a lot of different places. So Totally. So why is this a must experience?
0: It helps you to think on your feet. Mm-hmm. It helps you to remain calm under pressure. Right. You have to make decisions quickly. I actually can be very indecisive and this really helped me learn to be decisive. Like there's no room to waver over a decision. You have to make a decision mm-hmm. immediately.
1: Right.
0: And you have to be your best. You have one shot, that's it. Yeah. So you have to be your best. You're, you have to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You and- have to rise to the challenge.
1: <laughs> And the live thing, it just, there are a million things that can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, you've chronicled that earlier yeah. in our conversation, but it's, no, it is true. And it it's also true.
0: thrilling. Like there's this adrenaline, adrenaline. that you feel. Yeah. It's just thrilling. So to like yeah. have that excitement, it's kind of like going on roller coasters or. It,
1: yeah. Mine was a little different than yours though. Cause my day started at 3am. Oh, oh what, that's right. Who am I kidding? My day starts at 3am now anyway. We're for, <laughs> for people over, in, over in eight time zones away, but no, you're right. When, when you hit on something, though, yeah. oh, forget it. And then there's that part where it's like, okay, now I got to do it better. Yep. And that's putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. It's <laughs> yes. like, no, don't do it better. Just keep yes. doing it really well. Yeah. That's yeah. the key. It's true. What is a must read?
0: Okay, this is a, probably a strange one for you. You've probably never heard this one before, but...
1: I have not heard this one okay. before, but I'm glad, you, I'm glad you picked it.
0: Yeah, so Eat, Pray, Love by
1: right? Elizabeth Gilbert. I saw the movie. But. I didn't read the book.
0: It doesn't seem like it has to do with business. It's uh, about heartbreak and love, but it's actually about taking a chance and like being courageous enough to make a change and do something drastically different in your life. And this really catapulted me to make a change. I felt like I was living the wrong life and I wanted to make a, do something different. And reading this, I read it three times. Wow. In period in my life. That's and cool. it really inspired me to leave New York. I moved to LA. I met my husband and my whole uh, career trajectory changed that's cool yeah
1: that is really cool no I, I think I, I think people can relate to that yeah because sometimes you do have to make big changes
0: yeah making change is hard
1: making changes <laughs> hard absolutely what is a must learn
0: how to deal with mistakes and failure I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: uh, I spent most of my life being terrified of failure. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I went to my first startup, which was Maker Studios, and I was about to have a baby, that's when I really learned to accept making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, Being at a startup, you had no choice, and they actually encourage it. You know, startups are the Wild West, so you really are just making it up as you go along. And you just, they encourage failure. So they encourage experimentation right. and you experiment and it's okay to fail. With my kid, I mean, I'm making mistakes all the time. So I'm saving Hand money for her there. therapy bills.
1: <laughs> you and me both.
0: Yeah, it's real.
1: Uh, no, it's unbelievably real, <laughs> but also incredibly rewarding.
0: It is. M- making mistakes is incredibly rewarding because you have this massive growth whenever you make a mistake.
1: Right, So, and a lot of the mistakes are little. Like, you know, don't let your four-year-old watch a Bruce Willis film. (laughs) Did you do that? (laughs) No comment. The list, the list goes on and on and on.
0: Yeah, but it's all things with kids that you would have never thought of before. You just dive in. It's your first time. You have no idea what you're doing. And you have to keep this human alive.
1: (laughs) You have to keep a human alive. And the same thing with work, too. It's like if you go into a new job, new career, it's don't try to be perfect, just always try to be really, really good. Yeah. That's the long view.
0: Yeah. And if you experiment, you're going to find what makes you really good. Right. Like, I think if you don't take a risk, like if you're such a perfectionist, then you end up stunting your growth. You just stay stagnant.
1: Totally. What's a question you've never been asked before that you would love someone to ask you? And what would the answer be? Would you like me to, I'll pick this one. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's pretend that you're at an interview at, um, at a financial firm. Okay. That would be funny. That's the premise, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's where it all ends. No. Um,
0: I'm moving into finance.
1: Right. You're moving into finance. Uh, you'll take your Series 7 exam.
0: My dad would be very happy.
1: But let me ask you this where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> Because you did tell me that's a question that no one's ever asked you.
0: No one has ever asked me that. And I realize I've never asked myself that. I've been really fortunate to walk into all these cool opportunities, like one door closes, another door opens. And Mm -hmm. I've never really thought about what I want to be doing in five years. And now that I'm getting older, I'm really starting to think about what I want to do next and what kind of impact I want to have on the world in a positive way. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. The answer is that I want to be a consultant and an author. And I really want to consult and help brands and companies create content for Gen Z and communicate with Gen Z as they dive into the workplace and consumerism. And I've been talking about writing a book for years. So what's your
1: book going to be about? (laughs) Well, I have to pray like. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I can't tell you. Uh, okay. But I have two. No, I have two. One fiction and one nonfiction that I've been Just talking a little, about for give a, while. a little
1: something. The fiction one. What's one? Your, what's one the of the fiction character one names?
0: is a trilogy. It's
1: a trilogy. And
0: it's sci-fi.
1: Is there a captain in there or a lieutenant? No. No. Well,
0: it hasn't been written yet.
1: But you've got has got. To but th-
0: there's no captain. There's no lieutenant. No. Is there Teniel? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
1: I don't, that's for those yeah. of you under like my age, just <laughs> Captain Antonil, go ahead, search it up, bang, uh, Google, no. um, Alta Vista, your choice.
0: <laughs> but I feel like if I say it out loud, then uh, someone will hold my feet to the fire.
1: No, then <laughs> so just say something, you, just now. say something you wouldn't write and then, and then you're not bound to it. You're gonna write a dog, you're gonna write a book about puppies. Yes. Okay. Exactly. There, puppy book.
0: Exactly. How'd mm-hmm. you guess?
1: Just wild ass <laughs> guess. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's really cool though. It's it's nice that you have a plan. How do you feel like you're going to act plan. on it? I mean, are you like the is the clock like, "Okay, starting now. I'm thinking this way forward."
0: Yeah, I mean, I am thinking for the consultant as a consultant. I right. am already You kind of are. Yeah, I yeah. am already thinking about what's next with mm-hmm. innovation and how do we how do we find innovative ways for brands and companies to connect with these generations and Mm -hmm. how do we, like right now I'm thinking about how do we create content that encourages laughter and emotion and conversation. Mm -hmm. And so we've started doing it for the last two years and we've really hit our strides. And so now I'm looking at what's next here at Giphy and I'm starting to look at what's next for other people as well. And like what's the next thing that we should be focused on So cool for the writing. I just need, like talking about taking time, like I said, mm-hmm. I haven't mastered that, Right. but I just need to take time, find maybe an hour on a weekend and just start, start. writing something. Yeah.
1: Every guest on our show gets a chance to talk about whatever they'd like for a minute or two. So without further ado, the floor is yours.
0: I want to talk about the importance of women supporting women. I haven't had a lot of female role models in my career. I've mostly been in the boys' club, and I've really wanted to have that inspiring female leader or mentor. I once had a female boss that wouldn't let any women have a seat at the table, and it was terrible. And I've seen other women not supporting women or being competitive, and it just makes no sense. Like, we need to be helping each other, lifting each other up, especially if we want to make more change in the workplace. Nikita Gill, who's been called the poet of the millennials, said, if all girls were taught how to love each other fiercely instead of how to compete with each other and hate their own bodies, what a different and beautiful world we would live in. And this is so true, both in business and out of business. Like It's so important to love each other and lift each other up. And I think about this a lot as I'm raising a daughter and like how how can I teach her to have enough confidence so that she really feels her power and doesn't feel the need to be competitive? And I think we need to teach them, I think we need to teach girls especially, that it's okay to speak their minds even if people don't like what they have to say. Every voice counts and it's time for the world to change and really hear everyone's voice.
1: To wrap up the show, we ask for one last piece of advice or wisdom, or more than one. So, what would be your final word?
0: Take risks, say yes to things, even if it scares you, be open. You never know what you're gonna learn from trying something new or being out of your comfort zone. You never know where the next great idea is gonna come from or the next great lesson that's going to catapult you into massive transformation.
1: I love it. I love it. I love the fact that we cleared up the GIF GIF thing. So for John <laughs> that McCarthy. I can help you with that. Okay, so John McCarthy, my colleague in Glasgow, it's GIF, not JIF. So stop saying GIF. You too, Cameron. You kept saying, GIF. I think all of you over in London and Glasgow keep calling it a GIF. Just tell them, tell them again. It's a gif. It's a gif. It's a gif. It's a gif. And I'll tell you what a great gif it was for me is to be here. That was corny. <laughs> I know that was so bad. I no, honestly, though, uh, really loved coming here, visiting with you and being here in LA. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me.